Hi guys, welcome back to Uncut and for those of you who are joining for the very first time, welcome to Uncut with me, your host, Judine Graham. If you haven't yet, I implore you to become an official member of the Uncut family by following this podcast page on Instagram at Uncut with Judine Podcast. Subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, feel free to like, rate, and leave a review. Also, Favor this podcast on Breaker, Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. You may send your thoughts, comments, and constructive criticism. All is welcomed. Charge for this week. Note the doubt that you have in yourself. Break free of the crippling realities. Before we begin, I urge you to go over to Christian today and read my smaller cousin's latest article, Tang on E by Anik Bennett. You can get access to this link. You may get access to this article, sorry, by clicking the link in her bio on Instagram at nnequ underscore. Believe me, you're welcome. Now, to today's episode, Dear Younger Self, let's me say I'm sorry. The first thought that appears in our minds when we hear the words, I'm sorry, is regret. But really, this episode is just an ode to my smaller self. Recently, I think it was Friday, I had a moment of reflection on some things that I promised myself when I was smaller. And so I dug up a letter I wrote to myself when I was 14. Right? And it said... Well, I can't tell you the letter in its entirety. But he had very clear set goals. By 21, I would be speaking 10 languages. Okay, Janine. I would have figured out exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I would be graduating or have graduated. Because I was early trooper. And I, I, I sat down, not in regrets, but in reflection, um, in somewhat disappointment, in somewhat disarray, because who I thought I would be when I was 13 or 14, or even before that, when I was 10, for as long as I can remember, I had these great dreams, I had these big visions, and who I thought I was or who I thought that I would be at that age isn't who I am today and in a very twisted way I'm grateful okay so (laughs) we're going to really this episode is really about getting to know me some ways how I've disappointed myself and in disappointing myself I've made myself exponentially proud that makes sense to you <laughs> okay um there there but but before we get into the part of me disappointing myself to make myself proud I'll get into the part of me disappointing myself and having embarrassed myself for so many years because in a way of speaking 
I lost vision or I lost um, focus on who I would have what's that pictured myself as being and so this episode we are really being naked being vulnerable being open being raw if I must and it's really just about me telling a story and hoping that you learn from it cool big up self Alright, so I, I, you would have listened to the previous episodes and you realize that I'm really big on not conforming to the idealities of society. The reason why I can stand affirmed in this place is because at a point in my life, I had no face. And when I say I had no face, it means that I had no, what's that? I had no defining factor of who I was. Um, it was always going from place to place my opinions changed with whichever group I was around and thing um, when I was younger I permission to be completely completely honest okay growing up I was not silenced but my voice wasn't heard as much I love my parents I really do um, with all of my heart when I was younger like probably like 8 or 9 or thereabouts not 8, that sounds old but like 6, 7, 5, 6, 7 I was crazily afraid of my father I was afraid of my father because I never knew my father and somehow every time I saw my dad or came in contact with my dad he was like really stern and I was I was accustomed to my mother being this loving, overly caring, over exerting person. I mean she was an umbrella parent, she still is. My parents are umbrella parents and I love that about them, don't get me wrong. There was a point in my life when I was a teenager when it was completely frustrating. But as I grew and as I mature and we become more open and honest with each other and I welcome them into my space and vice versa um i have developed a level of appreciation for the umbrella that they hold over my head and so when i was younger i was crazily afraid of my dad crazily afraid of my dad um he he would just speak and i'd be crying uncontrollable for no reason at all and um i realized that in that sense i i I became withdrawn um I wasn't as expressive as I would like. I, and first of all, let's get this straight. I was two completely different persons. When I was in my house, I was shy. I never did anything per se. I was in my room. Um, it was my sisters and I, and everything. I have my sister. Everybody knows my two sisters, Kadisha and Tanisha. Um, I think when I was younger, I stuck to Tanisha more than I did Kedisha, but I still used them as my voice. And so anything that I wanted or any way to get my own way per se, I would go through them. Because you know, the mama sisters, hey, fight my battles for me. And so I was madly afraid of my dad. I, um, I never showed my family who I was. 
as a person so as at school I was completely different from who I was at home and um, I suffered for quite some time because who I was at school was truly who I was but because I was afraid to express who I was because you know I never know my father um, and when I say I never knew my father my father <laughs> lived in the same house as me kids um, you know under the same roof everything like that my parents are married but I was so afraid of what my father thought of me or how he would react or that he would beat me and I've never been beaten in my entire life I never have I, I, I can positively say that I was a spoiled child probably because me the bali bali <laughs> ain't even gonna lie right and so I I developed this split personality um who I who I was at home wasn't who I was at school and I realized that I could morph around different groups um depending on who I was around I could be that person but here's the problem with that is that it gets so burning after a period of time and you completely lose focus or lose any sense of being lose your face as I would have said I never had a face and I was whoever I needed to be to survive whoever I needed to be to impress and that continued for like probably six, seven, and you know, seven, me a little age, so you know, seven, serious. Six, seven, eight. When I was nine, I think I was in grade three or grade four, and that's when I became settled. Like, if I dirt, I dirt. At that point, it was if I dirt, I dirt. And I became so was that comfortable in my own skin at that point that no it was really just about me I, I never cared about what anybody thought or how I would be seen and so at that point I started to speak up I started to become more involved because I was always a smart child it's just that there were there was a limitation on the things that I was involved in because I just really had a problem with you know being accepted etc and at that point at nine I decided that yo if I dirt I dirt I mean in that time I never know if I dirt I dirt but you get the point and so nine was really discovery of self I've been called bitchy <laughs> I've been called bratty I've been called selfish I've been called smart, kind, loving, but my favorite of all the things that I've been called is to be called Janine. <laughs> and I'll explain that. And so this ode to my younger self is really just me saying, I know that you have, I have disappointed you, um, and in some ways I tried to disappoint you purposefully and I'm grateful for that. So after coming out after being going through a hole trying to figure out who I was and then finally finding who I was I went to Westwood and for a period of time probably like grade 7, grade 8 grade 9 
Magan again. Like I I and I never knew that I was gone. Here's a here here's a funny thing. I never knew that I was gone. At that point I thought that I was being who I was. I thought that I was, you know, strong in my standing firm in my beliefs. But then I I, I look now and I'm sitting here now and I'm saying if I was presented with that situation in a different way or in those situations with a different set of people, how would I have reacted? Was that really who I was or was it who I needed to be? And as persons, um, as persons in the society, as persons just living your best lives or trying to, the, the problem is that most of us are trying to survive and not to live. And so we we conform to society even without really knowing that we have conformed as a confirmation is a big part of my story um before westwood it was church what does the church think of me um am i good enough to be you know my father's daughter am i am i am i good enough to be seen in this light and when i went to westwood it was confirmation okay get up you go you go to breakfast and after breakfast you have devotion after devotion you have school after school you have um clubs after clubs you have prep you know so it, it, it a big part of my life was confirmation in its entirety right and so in in these settings in these settings of confirmation in these settings of really um just doing whatever it is that i was told it seemed okay to be that person and so when I read these the, the letter that I wrote to myself when I was like 13 or 14 the other day, I was like, wow. First of all, congratulations, Judine. You had some really great dreams. But secondly, these dreams, they weren't always realistic. And um, in writing this out to myself, I, I, I'm thinking of all the times that I would have disappointed myself like really really disappointed myself um dumped down myself made myself small to fit into other person's life and that's where confirmation comes in um just silenced my voice without even knowing that i was silencing my voice um accepted less than i deserved in relationships in friendships in even church in my family um just being silent so as to not upset the apocart in a matter of speaking and I, I realized that this visionary Judean when I was 9 or 10 or 11 this visionary Judean is not a person who would have traversed through my entire life and in a matter of speaking that disappointment was embarrassment because if I could look at myself at that age and sit down and have a conversation with her right now which is what I'm really doing I'm saying I'm sorry let me say sorry for not carrying out your dreams for not being the person who I know that you are for not being the person who I know you could be 
let me say sorry for conforming to societal norms let me say sorry for not confronting the dark parts of myself earlier let me say sorry for allowing you to be stricken with fear and insecurities because you were told that you weren't beautiful that you weren't smart enough that you weren't kind that you were bitchy that you were just a pass by the way that you were a rebound let me tell you sorry for embarrassing you in this depth let me say sorry that i wasn't able to stand up for you let me say sorry that i never spoke out on your behalf i am sorry to you my younger self but also let me say sorry that i'm not sorry that you had unrealistic unrealistic dreams and aspirations all right and I, I i i i i sat down for a while and i thought if i die today who would i prefer to be the judean that i was when i was nine or the judean that i am today And here's a plot twist. I love who I am today. I mean, I I, I haven't achieved all my goals. Um, I haven't achieved everything in the timeline. I mean, my wedding is supposed to be like next month, guys. Pfft, I'm not even in a relationship. Right? <laughs> and, um... It's it, it's it's really become clear through all the struggles that I've had with my insecurities, with me picturing myself not being enough, um, with me conforming to societal norms and regulations, and just fitting in, um, trying to blend, trying not to be colorful, and just fitting to the monotone. Or if it's a colorful world and trying to be um, colorful and not monotonous. And these these stripes that I've carried on my back, it's like that weight has become so not foreign, the opposite of foreign. It has become so normal then that when I look around, all I see is my back. And... It wasn't until true introspection, really sitting down and thinking and reflecting that I realized the reason why I was so unhappy, the reason why I kept on going into this state of disarray and, you know, um, discontentment, etc., is because I had a constant battle in being who I was, who I imagined that I should be, and who I am. And I know persons are saying, oh, but you know, you have to have dreams and aspirations, etc. The, the funny thing is that as you grow, you have to understand that 
dreams need to become re- more realistic. And so on, on this paper of mine, I, I wrote that I'd be married by April, <laughs> the April after my birthday, my 23rd birthday, my 23rd birthday was March 9th. The April after my 23rd birthday, to be exact, the day of my mother's birthday, which would be one month after my birthday, April 9th, right? And um, I, I had, I would own a car, I would own at least four businesses, I'd be speaking 11 languages, I'd be traveling the world, I would have a whole house for myself and after I got married um, a year after that I would start another business cool I've never been one for companionship and I'll explain that I'm not I've never been one of those girls who dreamt off the white dress and the flowy you know the flowers and all of that but I, I I always dreamt of a partnership as a business and so I was open to the idea of being married because I needed a business partner not because I wanted all the stuff that came with marriage and this was my nine-year-old self that I'm telling you about and so now I I'm sitting down and I wrote down a list of things that, yo, man, Jadine, nine-year-old Jadine, I'm really not sorry that you had unrealistic goals. I'm really not sorry that you tried to fulfill your selfish behaviors. I'm really not sorry that you had crazy aspirations. I'm really not sorry that you have, that I have decided to be open and vulnerable. I'm really not sorry that I have found beauty in honesty and not just like any type of honesty but honesty with myself understanding that I may not always feel how I want to feel or I'm not always doing the things that I want to do but at the end of the day I'm really grateful so I know you're saying I don't know if you're making any sense out of anything that I'm saying This is an ode to my younger self. As young people, we tend, or babies rather, we tend to make goals or aspirations that, you know, them, they're far-fetched, right? And we cling so tightly to them that... We, we, we force ourselves into a recluse. We force ourselves into a state of panic, per se. Because when you look at the things that you wanted when you were younger, um, that was before you knew how life worked. And I'm not telling you not to be faithful or not to have dreams and aspirations because God knows I have a lot. And sometimes my dreams scare me so much and what I want to be scares me so much. But I'm telling you that in every dream that you have, 
you have to make sure that there is a touch of realism and you have to also put in the work and so I, 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 I realized that we sometimes force ourselves into a state of anxiety and depression etc because it's a constant war with accepting who we are and who we think we should be or who we are and who society tells us that we need to be in order to be accepted in order to be loved in order to be enamored in order to be you know respected however you are as you are deserving of love you are deserving of care you're deserving of understanding you are deserving of a place to be heard and not to be silenced and it is sometimes our younger selves that silence us because we feel as if we have failed our present selves and i think last week i spoke about seasons and i'm gonna say but you can't dump parts of yourself. Listen, as you grow, as you mature, you realize that there are certain parts of yourself that were not supposed to make it to this age. Like, it would be really weird right now if you were walking around Europe perfectly functioning human being mentally emotionally physically you're not ill or anything like that and you're walking around in pampas and you're pulling yourself and you're peeing yourself and everything and so you you did that when you were through the ages of possibly um birth to probably two or three two plus i don't think three-year-olds really pull themselves anymore you know but you did that through that stage and then after that stage you were changing teeth and after you finish changing teeth you know that when you reach the, the age when you have your your lifelong teeth for per se i'm going to use that because i don't remember the term right now um if you lose a tooth then there's something wrong it's the same thing with your maturity as you step into different levels as you step into different parts of you it will require a different level of yourself and so if you if you stick to this what's that wish all right i'm going to say wish of probably an eight-year-old you or a nine-year-old you or a ten-year-old you whilst you're now 22 or 20 21 um 30 40 50 60 you will realize that there has to be a shift in your vision that there has to be a difference with what you want now as opposed to what you wanted then and when i say shift it doesn't mean that your 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 dreams or aspirations at that age are completely eradicated it means now that there has to be something with fruition or something with more weight put on that so it's not a just like oh more living a big house and <laughs> um more of this or that it, 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 it now has to become more 
realistic it has to become more goal oriented because some of these things at these ages were just wishful thinking and so when I started feeling badly about all the things that I had not accomplished I remembered all the things that I have accomplished and that's the thing we normally get so distracted by who our nine-year-old self or our seven-year-old selves, eight, 10, 12, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16, um, who that person thought you should be, that now you will not even celebrate the wins that you are achieving. Let me tell you something. You can be your own enemy. Your younger self can enslave you. Your younger self can drive you into depression. Your younger self has the ability, has the power, if you allow her or him, to keep you captivated in a state of loneliness, embarrassment, selfishness, insecurity that you cripple the very plan that God has outlaid for you. Speaking from a place of having gone through the stages of not having a face, finding a face, trying to keep that face throughout my entire life, losing that face, being disappointed in losing that face, finding myself as a beautiful, kind-hearted, stern, miserable, sociable, yet antisocial human being. No, that I am smart, even though sometimes I doubt myself. Beautiful, even though sometimes I look in the mirror and I see the very opposite. You have to be able to let your younger self understand that I know you had dreams for me. I know that you made an action plan. But I'm the adult. I'm the one who's living this. I'm the one who has gone through. And I'm telling you, I'm the one who knows what's best for us. I mean, with the exception of Christ, you know, God of the boss. So, I hope that in all my babbling, you'll understand that this is my ode to my younger self. I get that you had aspirations. I get that you had your own idea of how things would have turned out. I get that you think I'm doing a crazy job. I get that I I didn't make all your to-do lists or I didn't fulfill all your to-do lists. But I'm doing great. I'm loving myself. I'm caring for myself. I'm making it up to myself. I'm making this work. And I hope that you can be just as proud of me as I am of myself. Because really, I'm killing it. So guys, 
this is my reminder to you today don't allow your younger selves to trick you into this place of desire don't allow your younger selves to have you tied up in this combination right understand that yes those were legitimate dreams those were great aspirations but right now you need to get up from what you what your younger self thought you to be and be who you are until next week at 2 p.m i'm janine love you